Shooting it raw? Yes. Shooting it raw. That's a great idea. I really find that it's it's like an amazing tool. I use it all the time, you know, through the inspiration, like walking through the day. And then I'll see a flower or I'll see, you know, someone doing something or what something that creates, elicits some kind of emotional response for me. And then I'll take a picture of it and then I'll share it. So I, I think that's really that's really, uh, it's a, it's a source of inspiration and beauty and depth. Nice. <laughs> awesome. I hope you got that. Because... No. <laughs> uh, Glenda. Okay. So Glenda, yeah. uh, Benavides. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, is that, uh, Spanish, uh, Italian, Portuguese? I'm Italian, okay. but my stepfather, which is his last name, is Portuguese. Ah, uh, okay. Bon yeah. Dia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, very nice. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for, for joining me. This is great. Um, I Okay, so the, the mechanics of the podcast are uh, I don't research the person beforehand. Uh, I get four images from, from you, okay. and then I have no idea what they're going to be until we open and then I describe them. And the, so the idea being that where we put our attention is kind of like our superpower. So this was a Absolutely. previous, uh, previous uh, guest who had said this kitty. Yeah. Kitty Chisholm. Yeah. She said that she, yeah. And so in a way we're going to put our attention where you want us to put our attention. And uh, I'm, I'm in school. I'm here to learn and uh, let's, let's dive in. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, great. Okay, so it's okay. It's a photo. I'm assuming is of you. Um, mm -hmm. Hair. Very, so it's a digitized art image. Image of you. Somebody has made this very creative uh, shot. Uh, you're wearing what looks like um, violet. I mean, it's all, it's all artist artfully uh, pixelated. Yeah. So the the background is like this blue wispy cloud. Um, it looks like uh, it's mixtures of dark, dark blues, almost black, some less dark blues, and then almost white highlights. Yeah. In it, you're wearing um, a kind of a jacket that's, I can't tell what the fabric is. It looks like faux fur or something. Uh, you're <laughs> in, really your, your head is like mid-twisting. Tw I would guess your eyes are closed, although you can't really see your eyes. Nice lighting, dramatic shot. Yeah, what's this all about? <laughs> That's great. Uh, my photographer said, swing your hair. Okay, sure. <laughs> nice. That's how it started. It's, it's very glamorous. It's nice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, uh, I was really surprised because when, because we were doing a whole uh, photo shoot for my, my next album and, and various other things. And, um, this he goes he goes will you play with me and I said sure because we had set up a few things shots that I needed and he said stand stand behind this background and I just want you to just swing your head okay. and I'm like okay 
So he wanted you to stand behind the background or in front of no, the background? No, no. Sorry, in front of the background. <laughs> Just, okay, by the way, I'm a jerk. I'm a total ass. It's okay. It's okay. No, I want you to stand behind the building and toss your hair. So I can't see you. No. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's great. It's a really dr- glamorous shot. Okay. For your album. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. So anyway, when, when he asked me to do that... I was thinking, okay, it was like at the end of the shoot, I was tired. I wasn't, you know, it's like, whatever. And when he came back with the actual picture, when it was finished, I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. It really captured, even because it was in movement, it Mm -hmm. captured my essence. It captured my hair flowing and, and just me letting go and, you know, just, being present and letting go, you know, at the same time, it was amazing. And so I wasn't, you know, like the rest of the shots are like your pose or right. you're, you know, you might be moving a little bit, but you're still on. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, As an yeah. artist, you're still on, right? This, I wasn't on. I was like, okay, I'll just swing my head. Um, <laughs> and it really turned out great. And it's dance. So it's a, it's physical expression, right? So mm-hmm. the drama is the, mm-hmm. the sort of the movement and your the 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 hair is blood red, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it's uh, no offense, no offense, okay. But it's kind of it's a Game of Thrones kind of image, like where it's it's like not a, not none offense, no offense, offense taken. taken. Okay, good. So it's super dramatic. It's like you could it's, it's this really amazing, uh, attractive, fantastic shot. And you said it was a photo for your album, and I don't know who you are. What are you talking about? First of all, you got a great you've got a great setup behind in your room. You've got this great setup. You're speaking on a nice mic. You've got it's like it looks like a home studio. Who are you? <laughs> I love it. Well, who am I? That's that's many layers. <laughs> um, you know, top layer is um, I've been a professional singer and songwriter for over 40 years and oh, wow. uh, did a lot of touring. And I'm just bringing <clears throat> my music. Um, I'm now with the Recording Academy. For those of you who don't know what that is, that is uh, Grammys. So okay. I'm oh. a voting member. So oh, wow. I vote. I'm one of the one of the many people that vote on the artistry. Um, hopefully by merit. That's mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. we've been told. Anyway, that's another subject about that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I um, I've been doing that. And then this is this is part of my um, uh, podcast. This is part of what I do when I when I interview other people myself. Okay. So okay. I have a whole podcast with Glenda Music. And so that's when I interview art, uh, other musicians and artists. Self-promote. What's the podcast called? It's, uh, Glenn, uh, it's Glenda Benavides on YouTube. Okay. Um, and then you can see all the channels. You can see Glenda Music, my music videos. You can see Global Badass Goddess, mm-hmm. which is what oh, my book I is kind of connected to. And I interview people that really are out there making a difference. So. Oh, Glenda. What? <laughs> This is great. Yeah. Okay, so in your in your time zone right now, it's evening night, right? Yeah, it's like six oh eight right now. What what city PM. are you in? Uh, I'm in Northern California, uh, okay. near San Francisco. Wicked, mm-hmm. wicked. Okay, I'm in Hong yeah. Kong, so me it's morning, and I had my coffee. Nice. Uh, I'm like I'm looking forward to our, to our call because these are always great great conversations, and you know, unbo- unboxing this beautiful present. And I love it. Like your, your, 
how many years okay so you've been doing making music for a long time so yeah. how far back like when did you commit to making music uh right from the beginning i mean i was i my my uh right out four, of the birth canal right Boom. pretty much <laughs> when i was four i was singing with my dad nice. in the car listening to the radio and then um you know moved right in right into grade school started doing music and then my oh, wow. first professional performance was when i was 16 and it was a wedding Wow. Yeah. And then two years later, um, I was last years of high school. I, I joined a band and we started touring on the weekends. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So my, my daughter's, she's 11. And so it's like, so of course we're very encouraging of what she wants to do, whatever place she wants to go to, we sort of, you know, facilitate that. And then one of them is singing. And so that thing, that moment of yeah. stepping in front of an audience when you're young, right? In your case, right? Where you know you yeah. you have that passion to make music, and then you finally kind of go, okay, well, as your your personality is still very much your identity is evolving, and right. then you go in front of a of a of a, a group of people, which is completely unnatural. It's <laughs> right. It's enough to make yeah. some people get panic oh. attacks, and yet. In your body, in your brain, you're like, I'm going to thrive here. This is where I need to be. Yeah. And that's that's many years of craft, right? Like, yes. amazing. Yes. And, you know, for those, you know, for, well, anyone actually, but being a young person and I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I was scared. I mean, it was really scary to stand up in front of, you know, not only like the wedding was the first thing. And then I did a um, some type of um, concert performance mm-hmm. at my great, my junior high. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Like, that's just, you know, you're up there naked with a piano player singing. You know, it's like yep. your, your whole peer system is like looking at you. Like Yes. And, and, and at that age, it's all about fitting in. Yes. Not fitting in. It's kind of like, yes. you know, social, like how you fit within your group. Yes. And what I would say is that you have to allow your passion to be the leader. Okay. And not what other people think. And you have to find your bravery and the courage to say, that's okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be scared as heck. But I'm gonna do it, Glenda. Yeah. What are you doing? It's like you're you're putting out all the right ideas, and this is like you're you're perfect. This is great. <laughs> I don't feel perfect, but thanks. Well, no, but but in terms of of the mission of the podcast is like you know we we're, we're allotted X number of allotted. You know, we have a finite number of seconds of consciousness, whatever. Yes. And then through that, right now, the whole point of the podcast is to motivate and inspire and, and get people to kind of think bigger than than what they think is possible. Yeah. And and that's totally coming out of your out of your out of your mouth. I love it. Good. Well, that's that's my journey. That's what I did, you know, and I just encourage other young people, you know, or older people, doesn't matter, whatever age. Humans. Humans, exactly. Um, to really get clear. And mm-hmm. that's the one thing that I, I decided when I was going to write my book. Um, it was it was a journey into self, of course. And it was what does it take to have clarity, 
courage, confidence, commitment, and community. So I broke that down. And uh, with all the years of touring and playing with music and being in front of people and entertaining and learning all these different levels, you know, it's like, I just broke it down in the book just to Mm -hmm. really talk about that. Like, how did I do that? You know, Mm -hmm. and, and it always starts with clarity, like really get clear about what it is that you're passionate about. And yeah, you're going to be afraid. Yeah. There's going to be stumbling. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be things that you don't want to do, but if you have the passion, you can do it. Who, what I, you're a great motivational speaker. That's great. Um, okay, so so you 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 said these. Okay, again, remind remind me of the name of your podcast, which is just great. Well, my actual channel itself is on YouTube, and it's Glenda Benavides, B E N E V I D E S, and that's my YouTube channel. And when you get in my channel, you can actually listen to several different things. You'll see my Amazing. music videos. You'll see. Glenda music podcast, and you'll see uh, the inter- people that I interviewed. And then you also, there's another one called Global Badass Goddess. And that's another podcast that I interview a variety of people. I love it. That are really standing for something, you know, and, and have done amazing things in their lives. It's so amazing to meet, to meet people because you, you don't know what their journey was, where yep. they've been. And, and they're like, they're like this amazing treasure box. Right? Yes. Yeah, like, well, I, so are you. Like, I know. You, I should be interviewing converted. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, just quickly before we go on to the, to the next photo, what is the title of your book? Because, you know, you're putting all these, like, fantastic gems. So what's the name of your book? It's called Courage, Find the Fire, and Ignite Action in Your Life. Oh, you're, you are exactly the person I needed to talk to right now. Thank you. So in this photo is uh, your, your, what kind of microphone is that? This one, it's a, it's a sure, um, what does it say? It says, uh, it's a really nice one. It's an SM7, 7B. In the photo though, in the photo, it's like you're kind of crooning into this, or it looks like you're about to sit. You're, it, doesn't, it doesn't look like you're singing because your mouth is closed, but you're wearing this nice hat. The lighting is kind of soft. Oh, it's not yeah. super sharp. Red hair. You got that going on for sure. Behind, there's like stage lights are just um, kind of out of candles. focus. Or yeah. Candles. Nice. Yeah. Let's see. Helicopters flying overhead. Thank you. <laughs> I'm talking here. Okay. <laughs> it'll all get... Maybe it'll stay. Maybe it'll go. Um, there's a... Over it, it says your name, Glenda Benavides, mm-hmm. which, you know, best name. You have a great name. And then... Thank you. Below that, on the bottom right, and it's a close-up shot of you kind of very close to the... When I asked about the mic, the mic in the photo is like one of those like old-timey chrome. Yep. Now, that's a prop... Is this a staged photo? It looks sta- staged, but is it, it like... Is, it is staged, but okay. it's from my, my music video, uh, Lulu ah, White. Right. And and it's a shot out of that. But um, yeah, that mic, I'd have to ask my um, my partner, which is a mastering engineer... Um, mind spawn mastering. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and he uh, he's got tons of mics. Sure. So especially the old ones with the old um, uh, crystals in them. Yeah. They're like from the 40s and 30s. Yeah. Amazing. So we we just use that as nice. a prop. Right. Uh, so so okay. Lulu White. Yeah. It says Lulu White on the photo. Bottom yeah. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is Lulu White? What is what is okay, the music video? Take it away. Yeah, fantastic. This woman is a was a real woman in the late 1800s that was um, a brothel owner, mm-hmm. and she was extraordinary. She was the richest woman in New Orleans in like the late 1800s. And matter of fact, um, Louis Armstrong actually played in at her brothel when he was coming up. Oh wow! And yeah. Amazing. I'm getting chills just thinking about mm-hmm. it. But, um, you know, and I, I, I came across her because I was getting ready to write a song about women. And I thought, okay, let me, let me check out because I've kind of got this like bluesy Southern vibe going on right now. And so I thought, let me check out New Orleans. Let's see, you know, and all the, all the typical spooky women or whatever came up. And then Lulu's name came up. And I thought, huh. And I, I just started reading about her and she inspired me so much. I thought, you know, if that woman of color in the late 1800s in the South mm-hmm. can be the richest woman in that town and be successful wearing $5,000 dresses of that time. Oh, okay. okay. Amazing. Right. Wow. Um, then what's wrong with us ladies? Yeah. And I just thought, oh no, I have to write an inspiring song about <laughs> what a, you know, Lulu White, you know, and, and so I just wrote a song about her and. And just the name Lulu White in this, in terms of the potential and musicality of it. Yeah. If you have a, 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 an affinity or an appreciation of, of the musicality of words and whatever, like that can go into so many great directions. Oh, yeah. Okay. So talk to me about, about the song and let's expand. Like how, because sure. on some level that's. A, a source of personal inspiration, but why do you think that offers something to use for other people? Yeah, I, you know, I just, I felt like, for twofold here, I felt like I wanted to honor this woman because what it took for her to build herself into a powerful position in the South in the late 1800s as a woman of color. Yeah. Yeah, Which is huge. It's huge. And, and I wanted to tell her story just to honor her and, and not defame her, you know, like, oh, she's a prostitute, you know, or whatever. I, you know, she's selling women, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, but if you have to, again, you have to go back in that time period, you have to understand the mentality and where things were. And just inside of that, if you look at who she was and what she was doing, she was lifting everybody up. Yeah. It may be in a different way, but she was providing a service. She was, she was, she was okay with it. Nobody had a gun to her head, Mm -hmm. you know, and she made her money and she gave her girls an opportunity to work in a safe environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that environment was called the Octoroon Parlor. And it was in um, uh, her house, her place was called Mahogany Hall. It was like mm. one of the nicest brothels ever in New Orleans. Anyway, I just, I, I just saw this as an opportunity, not only to, to um, exonerate her, but also just to tell the story in such a way that us women can go, well, if I think I'm being stopped, well, I'm playing small, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, 
oh, I'm not, I'm not digging into my life. Look at this woman. She, all the hurdles that she's gone, yeah. she's had to go over in order just to survive. Yeah. So I, I guess I just wanted us to be grateful, I guess, on some level. And I wanted to, you know, like one of the, 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 the I'll just share the lyric with you. So, and it says, it goes, she jingles and she rattles, that's the way she walks. Swinging like a clock in the middle of an earthquake. Voices sweeter than butter biscuits on Sunday. Lips are so hot like a habanero buffet. Lulu White, she said you're right. Sweet Lulu White, she's an appetite. So that is an honoring song for mm-hmm. a woman, you know? Okay. Whew, okay. Um, <laughs> so many great places to go to. And let's go to th- there, which is kind of like, I had this uh, author on the, the, I spoke with him on the podcast before. His name is Adrian yeah. Bajan. And he wrote a, this book about uh, sort of saying, it's kind of like things flow, we call it paths of least res- resistance, resistance or according mm-hmm. to their energy. And attention goes where, yeah. Yeah, or you, yeah. So in her case, okay, it's kind of like this is what she has, right? Yeah. And, and for all of us, this is kind of your conditions and your life. And then mm-hmm. some people can be overwhelmed and crushed by by the circumstances that or the cards that they're dealt with. But he, in her case, she's like, no, I'm going to be proactive and go to and use what I have and make. It's very entrepreneurial, very much like I'm going to make my 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 fate, you know. So it's really funny because I know there's this sort of thing like, oh, she's she ran a brothel, and it's like it's it's women who are essentially selling themselves for to leverage, you know, using sex or whatever. It's like okay, yeah, but it's kind of like as compared to what, like the industrial er- era of that time when people were like completely uh, abusing low wage workers as well, like. I don't know. I mean, it's like, there, of course, if you take, if we separate the sort of the, the prudishness of, yeah. of, you know, prostitution and just sure. say like, oh, no, it's just, it's, it's sex. Ah, it's like, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, on the other yeah. hand, if they are all consenting adults and yeah. they're all, and they're making a transaction for sex and that's, and that's just how she, she made her living or made her life. Yeah. Okay, why why is that somehow worse than you know somebody who's has has a cotton farm whatever it is like right no great points because here's the thing here's the distinction these women were not sex trafficked mm-hmm. okay that's a current term sex right. trafficking it's happened hundreds of years these people were not slaves in the sense of they were being made to do something, yeah. you know, yes, the circumstances of that time period and that scenario, you were limited. You were a washerwoman or you yeah. worked for your husband or possibly if there was a foundry, you might get a job or you, you know, this woman was an entrepreneur. Yep. You know, a hundred percent. You know, I'm not, I'm not glorifying it. What I'm, but what I am saying is that you have to look at wow, what she accomplished Mm -hmm. from that time period as a woman of color, you know, to, to make herself live a lifestyle that was serving her and she was serving other people. That was her service. Yep. You know, we can judge it all day long, but here's the bottom line. 
You don't like it? Don't get it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> don't go there. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And so, yeah, so one aspect of my professional side, my professional career, yeah, was to look or is to look at what is service. Yeah. What we say is like service in in the way we use it is not like customer service. It's not about right you know, going to a store and, and that it's way bigger than that. So correct. the way a mother serves her infant and in the same way that, uh, you know, a newborn serves their parents, you mm-hmm. know, father or mother, it's like, is a service. It's the energy between people. And, uh, you know, sex is a human thing. So yeah, Lulu White. Yeah, fabulous song. Okay, so it's as a creative uh, spirit on the one hand you're it sort of goes back to this moment where you ha- where you're like okay I, I want to do something you have the impulse you have the the motivation yeah suddenly you look at you look her up and you or if you look up you find Lulu white and that kind of the chain of events leads to a creative expression you create the song you may perform the song yeah. But then the the kind of the art is also created by the by the listener, by the spectator, by the receiver. So how have people responded? They love it. I mean, so far so good. I've I've just I've had I've performed it live and all the I think a lot of women just want that permission like, yeah, I'm sassy, you know? Sure. And I'm empowered. This is an empowering song for for women and it's also you know an honoring of that woman's spirit Mm -hmm. you know her entrepreneurial spirit like you you cannot deny that she was a badass goddess (laughs) yep i I love the phrase love it and um yeah i just i just really loved her and i really went i i just saw all the beauty in it i Mm -hmm. I, without the judgment i just went uh, i mean negative judgment um yeah but because you know, I am judging, but um, I just I I was looking at wow, gosh, I wish I could like, <laughs> buy five thousand dollar dresses. You yeah. know, <laughs> I mean, wow, you know, I thought that was amazing. You know, you know, and she she um she supported musicians. You yep. know, that she supported supported a lot of people that worked for her. And when when they shut her down in nineteen seventeen, uh, we started World War One, and the uh, federal government came in and shut everything down because they didn't they didn't want any the guys being distracted with prostitution, mm-hmm. and so a lot of the a lot of the she said mm, you and yeah. she kept she kept going and then what happened was then she got arrested, mm. um, which wasn't cool and that that really hurt her business and then she she also had another business which was alcohol, mm-hmm. and then the bootlegging thing you know that whole thing with uh, what do they call it. Um, uh, prohibition happened so she was just she was like boom traumatized you know she was traumatized well for um, sure for sure but a badass yeah absolutely she did die penniless but um what a story so has her story been told in a a book or like people want to learn i don't know i think i think there's been some movies out there i'm not sure how good they are you know Mm. or how accurate it is but these, this was just what I found out. And wow. um, I have inspired a lot of people. I've had people come back to me and say, oh, my God, you <clears throat> talked about Lulu White. I, I had to go look her up. Yep. You know? Yep. Yep. And whoa, you know, it's like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, in, and, and in the same spirit, uh, hopefully people will hear you speak and they're going to look you up because you're badass. I love it. Thank you. Well, it can get you can get those both those songs. I mean, 
Lulu White song, and I have another one. It's called Walkin'. Um, that's about selling your soul to the devil. But you can get that on my website. So As you do. As you do. <laughs> sell your soul. Oh, I, like, I love this moment where I'm just going to – because this is your life. You, like, you, you, it's all anchored. And for me, it's just boom. Okay, okay, okay. So, again, it's a creative portrait. Um, somebody's photographing you. It's all reduced palette. You know, it, essentially it's maybe five colors and it could like, it's reduced. It's like Photoshopped or whatever that, yeah. uh, the background is just black, one type of tan, and then a lighter tan kind of just very abstract in this image. I, because of the color palette, you could argue that, uh, your hair is blonde, but it's hard to tell. Uh, and then it's like you're wearing a white sort of shirt, but again, it's hard to tell. Uh, oh, okay. That, yeah, that's off my music video. Yeah. Okay. So this is, um, so you, you know which image I'm looking at? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's got my hair the way it is now. This is my David Bowie hair. By the oh, way. okay. Um, I stole it from David. <laughs> I went, can we do that? Let's do that. It's just fun. So yeah, super fun. So, so what, what's this photo? So this is this is a um, a caption off a music video, which is um, my current music video. It's called Walking. Mm-hmm. It's actually we called it Walking, but because of some technical things, we called it Walking. Okay, um, you can get that on my website too, glendamusic.com. Anyway, the the so that's a shot from a piece of the video. And what we did inside the music video, this this new one, it's all done in uh, in comic book. Okay. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, okay. Yeah, it's all edited in comic book, so it's fun. I mm. just thought that would be really fun to tell the story as if it was a comic book. And it's, you know, it's really about an uh, artist or anybody, actually. Uh, I'm Obviously, I'm going to use me because it was me in the video, but I, I wrote it because I thought, you know, a lot of times with artists or anybody, really, you, you at some point, you get so seduced by something that looks so good that you want so bad mm-hmm. and somebody comes up to you and says, I can get you that sign a contract, work with me, uh, give me a hundred dollars, do this, do that. I will make you a star. I will sign you for a record deal, you know, bull, bull crap on that kind of stuff. But, um, and then you just get seduced because you're, they're talking into your dreams your heart's desire and then you do it and you realize oh my goodness i just sold my soul to the devil you know and then so so the story goes she sells sells her soul to the devil she realizes it and then um we have her going to meet the devil and the devil takes her but at the end she frees herself by burning the contract okay so Got she it. gets out of selling her soul to the devil. <laughs> There's a way out. <laughs> well, okay. So, so I, we're just riffing. And one of the things yeah. that didn't expect that this would be my morning conversation, but let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about um, human connection, human interaction. We can wrap some sex in there as well. And the idea that it all boils down to transactions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um like is it Bukowski? I think so. Bukowski was he wrote that when you we fall in love with somebody, we're kind of falling in love with the idea of what they're going to give us. 
we fall in love with what we think that can bring into our lives and what we can benefit, right? Sure. And then when we fall out of love is because we no longer feel that we can get that from them. And then so the question is, like, is all our human interactions and relationships transactions, really? So, you know, is it like, well, you know, the devil seduces you by saying, well, you know, I can give you this huge reward, but you know, you have to give me something for it. Uh-uh-uh. And then the devil has your soul or whatever. So what is this idea of transaction in terms of reaching your goals? And how do you, under, how do you, how do you understand that? Yeah. Great question. So everything is a transaction. And I would always say, and to myself, be clear about what it is that you want and that they, they can provide. Mm-hmm. And if they can't provide it, then you need to say no. Okay. And you can, and sometimes they say yes, kind of like the music video and you get into it and they're like, you're getting nothing, Right. but I'm taking your soul, right. you know, or I'm taking from you, but you get nothing. Right. Um, at least nothing from the perspective of what you want or have asked for. Right. Okay. Maybe getting something. <laughs> but it may not be what you want. I think this idea also of how the courage, the personal strength, the fearlessness, first of all, of asking, right? Yeah. So some for, to say, okay, <clears throat> this is what I want. Let's let's use the example of a, of um, you know because in music the the cliche is you have a young inexperienced artist. Sure. Who is sort of seen by by a producer or somebody who thinks, oh, I can commercialize this, and the producer or whatever is in it for themselves, uh, and they're going to somehow use this artist for their own benefit. Yeah. Um, so lots of stories of of people being abused, and then so but on the one hand, you need the the courage to go and say, okay, I want to be a part of this because I think I can get something that I want, and then so how do you? wrap your head around that messiness from the perspective of your book courage yeah yeah Yeah, courage yeah because then because it's pretty bleak really like you know that yeah ultimately we're fighting we're humans are fighting against each other to win over the other and is there such a thing as a selfless act i'm i'm not saying anything but what what do you what do you say Actually, you are saying a lot. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a mindset. It really okay. is. And I, the journey is to the self. Bottom line, that's it. Okay. And you grow and you evolve as a human, hopefully. Right. Um, so there's the only thing that's, that's consistent is change. So yep. as you're evolving, you're re- you're renegotiating, you're relocating uh, yourself, you're trying, you know, what do I want now? What do, you know, what you wanted at, you know, 10, like your daughter, mm-hmm. is not what you want now at 25 or 30, right? Yep. It's like, it's it's a whole different thing. So you have to like move things around and renegotiate with yourself and, and to have the clarity. So that's why I was talking in my book, you know, you've got to start with clarity inside okay. of that. Um, and it will change. So don't, don't worry. It's not like something you just, okay, I'm clear. I'm just going to do this. You know, sometimes it is like that. Sometimes it's not. And then once you're standing inside of that clarity, then you go, oh, okay. Um, like for example, in my business, 
I've stayed within the music industry for over 40 years, but the mm-hmm. bottom line for me, it's always changed. I was doing one thing and then I'm doing this and now I'm moving into this. I have different needs. I have different wants, you know, there's, it's a new era. Some things are opened up that are amazing and some things have closed down that were the past, you know, so you kind of have to step into that. And then you really can look from a place of now that I'm clear, I'm going to take my courage and I'm my bravery and I'm going to go do X Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I'm going to speak my truth, you know, or I'm going to get some help or something. Right. And you have the courage to do that. And you do that enough over and over and over again, you get good at it. And it's called confidence. Sure. Sure. And then confidence comes. You can't have confidence before courage. And then, and then after, after you have your confidence, you're moving, you're grooving, you know, you're, you see yourself standing inside your commitment and you're like excited about that. And then you may switch it up or you may not. And then, and then while you're doing that, you're creating community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you're touching mm-hmm. people, you're connecting to people, you're, you're exploring yourself, you're discovering. So that's how I see it in my book. And I tell stories about it. Nice. Okay. So it's quite, it can be quite abstract to talk about these principles, which are, Completely. you know, because it's human, it's human interaction, it can feel very like, yeah, yeah, okay, so that's, that's fine. But give me an example. So how about an example where, where, because not where you succeeded, because of course, there's lots to learn from that, but also in terms of, well, how did you fall on your face? Because sometimes that's when you actually learn something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so it was, um, I've got several. <laughs> let me, Don't let we me... all? You've lived a little. <laughs> <laughs> I've got several. Um, so uh, what was it? It was a situation where, oh, I was introduced to a manager back about 10 years ago. And I checked him out and he was a professional musician. He was playing with um, Tina Marie. And so I, he invited me down to LA. So I went down there and I saw, and he was the real deal. I met everybody and it was great. We started working on stuff. And then I st- and it, it was like, oh, well, you, um, you know, we got to sign a contract in the beginning because after I said, oh, okay, he's, he seems like he's the real deal and he can help yeah. me, right? And some of it I didn't have knowledge on. And there were some things that I didn't know about, right? But I thought, oh, I'm going to, I'm, it's never been a problem for me jumping out, <laughs> yeah. throwing my hat over the fence. Sure. Um, so I did. We signed a contract and then I, and then it was like $5,000 a month to procure this guy, which was crazy. But my awesome husband said, yeah, let's do this because he believes in me and my career. So I get down the road and start to find out that he had been pilfering, keeping the money, but paying for something saying that like he would tell, okay, so I gave him the money, right? And then he would tell the band, like the musicians that were coming in in the studio to record my stuff. I ended up, because I became friends with them. And they were saying, oh, we're sorry that you don't have enough money. And I was like, what? And then I yeah. found out he was lying to them and paying them less sure, and keeping sure. more of the money, you know, that type of thing. Kind of like a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, it just, and it went on from there, like, horror story in Barbados. I mean, it was like, oh my God, it was just. I'm laughing because (laughs) I was following, you know, like the, the, this is the path trajectory of 
of the story is horror story. I'm like, yeah, in Barbados. What? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's why I said it had not stopped, you know. Wow, wow. Okay. So so let's let's um expand that for for somebody who's going like, okay, well, what was what's a hard lesson that you could turn around? And obviously because in a way you kind of have to learn Mm -hmm. by by Mm-hmm. By making mistakes, right? Absolutely, 100%. There's no way I could have not seen that pitfall. I sure. want to step back and go, oh, that I could have seen that. But the only guy, like it was, it was on the mat learning, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and it was painful and it was costly and it was an experience. And, you know, it was one of those things where I stepped back and I said, I'll never do that again. Right. And I also ask a deeper question to myself. What was it that I ignored that I saw intuitively and that I told myself? And what it was, was I'm not good enough. Hmm. There was a non-confidence inside of myself saying, you know better, you're a manager, you'll tell me, help me, you'll take care of me, you know, it'll be great. Um, you know better. And yep. I, so I gave my power up. I was falling into the non-confidence area of I'm not really good enough, feeling like a mm. fraud, you know, that type of thing, you know, Oh, do I deserve that? You sure. Know? Sure. And that left me open. Yes. For a, a, a huge learning journey. Um, but you know, it, it also alerted me to work on myself like, mm-hmm. why are you, why do you think you're not good enough? Oh, and, wow. and just like really work on it, really work on it. You know, it's, it's a, it's a daily thing. And I, I know a lot of people struggle with that. I'm not worthy. Yep. I'm not good enough. Blah, blah, blah. High achievers tend to be, I'm not good enough. Mm. That's one of mine. So. Glenda. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a beautiful morsel. And, and, and um, absolutely that, that this idea that, you step into a situation and there's a gap, you know, in, of experience, of information or whatever. And then you fill that gap thinking, well, uh, I don't know this. So I'm going to trust this other person, which yeah. creates a kind of imbalance that they can, you know, if they're not nice, exactly. that they can abuse. Absolutely. But then you learn something and now you're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Next yeah. photo, perhaps? Sure. <laughs> You've done this before. I love it. This is great. Okay, so uh, it's a uh, it's a book cover. I can sort. Yeah, so it's a, it's the book cover that's behind you. So it's a book cover. Uh, it's a full front and back sleeve or jacket. It's the the main image is courage. Uh, and then the subhead is find your fire and ignite action in your life. Glenda. And then, okay. So in the photo is you're there full on red. There's lots of red. It's really great. <laughs> red, lip, red hair, red, red pants. Fire, baby. Of, fire. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Cause yes, there's, right? yeah. Find your fire, fire. ignite action in your life. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So is this your first book? It is first and I think last. <laughs> that was painful. 
whenever okay, I've helped people write books, <laughs> several books, yeah. and uh, you know, as a ghostwriter and stuff, and nice. and how I describe it is, it's like it's like a baby. You know, yeah. it takes a long time to make, yes. and then you finally push it out, and it's like, woo! And then you're like, ah, now I've got a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so have talk a fun to me about your book. Yeah, I have a fun story around that. So it started in my kitchen in 2018, where a girlfriend of mine came up to me. She goes, "You're a badass," and I go, "What?" And the first thing I want to do was like, "No, I'm not." You know, don't don't accept that. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I said, I told myself, "Stop, like own it, own it, take acknowledge that." And what does that mean to me? And so I, I created a whole acronym around badass. Okay, and so starting with that, um, badass is beautiful, accessible, daring available, savvy, and sassy. And to I me, that's that's what a badass is, right? So yep. I, I reprogrammed that for myself and nice. for others. And then um, I decided I was going to do a um, magazine and get other women to write in it. This was back in 2018 and just show off their work. And it got to be too much. Then it moved into a podcast. Then, then I, you know, then it was like, Okay. If I'm talking about all these things and people are talking, you know, I should write something. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to, I thought, let's see if I have anything of value. So mm -hmm. I sat down, I was in Boston at the time and I sat down and I go, okay, 10 chapters and I'm going to make an outline. And then every day I'm going to write a chapter <laughs> and I'm going to write it and every day. And I wrote every day and it took me 15 days. Amazing. And I, I was I was proving to myself that again, if you have commitment to things, you can get them done. More so than that, I would say is clarity. Going back to clarity. Clarity, exactly. <laughs> That's why. Because in a way, it's like some people I've talked to and, and some people I've read about and whatever who have pushed out a book super quickly is kind of like in a way it was writing itself. It was like mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, so you have that clarity. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that's what I did. And it, I, I was like, you know, I was proving something because I have a friend that's like been writing a book for like 20 years. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, oh, it's a different like, player, please. Don't take, <laughs> it don't take that long. So I had to prove it to myself. Like, yeah. and I'm not saying that, that it was an easy walk in the park. I'm just saying that I stayed focused and each yeah. chapter and I really shared the stories and then I had to go back and reorganize everything. Of course, I had of to reread it. I had to, you know, and then eventually I, I shared it with a coach of mine and she said, yeah. Oh, this is a book you need to like, you need to get this out. I'm like, okay, nice. what, what do you do? How do you do that? And she's like, I've got a woman that will, go through your book with you. She'll be the editor and then she'll help you put it all together. And she did. And that's how we, ha that's how we did it. And that happened in about a year. It took, yeah, a, yeah. you know, it took a while. That's yeah. about right. Yeah. Yeah. Courage, find your fire, mm -hmm. and ignite action in your mm -hmm. life. Okay. So this is a, a self-help book of sorts peppered with your own life lessons. How do you like a song or like a, story or whatever it yeah. lives by being read or it lives by being consumed. absorbed or appreciated yeah. consumed whatever you want to call it yeah so how for the person listening who's thinking about writing their book or or first of all checking out your book but then also how do you get to you got to the stage of wanting to write it 
you write it because all of your life yeah. has fed this. Right. The book gets printed. Then, then what is the, the process of, of, of getting people to read it? Uh, marketing, having, you know, having conversations like this and hopefully mm. sharing enough inspiration that people go, yeah, I want to take a look at that or, you yeah. know, or, or I see value in that. Um, and I, I think that's, that's, yeah, that's for music. That's for, you know, it's, it's people getting to know me and, mm-hmm. and having some curiosity and seeing, is there value for them? Like, like when I, when I read or when I listen to someone else talk, I, you know, especially if they're sharing their stories, I try it on like, Oh, can mm-hmm. I do that? Or like, that's a really good antidote on that. You know, like, Oh yeah, I should, I should think like that. You know, yeah. it's like, so I keep trying things on myself. And so I, you know, I just ask people if, if they, they want those stages in life, what they can do is they can just, it's a quick read. It's not a long, it's not, it's a, it's a handbook. I consider it a handbook. And then people can, you can read in there. You can see my stories. You can see my failures and then how I got through them. Right. And then I give you little ideas to, so you could write down for yourself. Mm-hmm you know, what are you committed to or what, whatever, you know, there's a variety of things in there, but, um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's been a, um, I guess kind of a legacy moment in a way, being able to share my stories as an, Mm -hmm. as an artist, but anybody can try it on, you know? What I really like is when, uh, the universe sort of, you know, because we have our, our, our understanding of what we think, like we can only handle so much stuff in our heads. So right. we think we have this perspective and then something comes, pops up that's either hiding in plain sight or whatever that you couldn't anticipate that all of a sudden clobbers you in the head or is such a gift that you're like, you were there the whole time and this is <laughs> amazing. So can you give an example of how your book manifested in bringing somebody to you who said like, this is one consequence that you would never have expected. Uh, I think it just, it really started. I had been, so I had several girlfriends that would call me, Oh my God, I need to, you know, and I would like coach them through stuff or whatever. And I'm not a coach. That's not what I, that's not what I do, but I have this practical way of thinking and how I be right. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, this keeps happening. Maybe I should write these things down, mm-hmm. you know, and, and give it to other people without knowing me. And I thought, well, is there value there? Do I have value? And it was more of that kind of conversation for myself. Right. Um, like, do what is this, is this interesting? Do I have anything of value? And so I just started breaking stuff down. Like, how do I have courage? Well, I start, well, I got to get really clear about stuff and then I got to do it, you know, and it was kind of like that. And that's when I started writing. I started really getting into, wow, look, all the stories that were coming out. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't have courage to do that. But then I, how did I get there? Well, this is how I got there. Right. But so far, I mean, I think that's kind of the, the sort of the, uh, the awakening or the self-discovery mm-hmm. of what's kind of been simmering in your head the whole time. Mm-hmm. But is there an example that you, that pops up where somebody came you, you, somebody you don't know who says, I saw your book and this is kind of what happened because of that. Oh, good question. Um, and it goes, sorry, it doesn't have to be your, the book. It could be music. It could be a conversation because I kind of find those unexpected moments really golden. Oh gosh, they are. I think I get more, excuse me, more of those through the music because um, I'm actually meeting them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, 
I'm meeting those people. Um, I'm not so much with the book. I mean, I've had some good feedback and they're on there as testimonials on my website, but it's so unique to everyone. Every, like I'll have people that come up to me and go, Oh, that song was so deep. I have to go home and process it. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Like that really hit me on a core level emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, That happened to a woman that came to one of my shows. I was like, Whoa. Okay. (laughs) And it, and it was a song that that I was like, that's a throwaway. (laughs) It's like, Oh, just one of my songs, you know? And then there are songs that I love that no one cares about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I want to rewind a little bit because uh, I want to, I want to get as much from you as possible. You'd said something up and just because this is totally outside of what I I experience, you said something about Emmy judge, Emmy like I, what 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 is that? Grammy, Grammy, sorry, Grammy. Grammy so yeah. so see that's how little I know. So yeah, what is that? What, what t- share that part of your life? Well, it's called the Recording Academy. It's um it's an association here in the United States, and what it is, it's a bunch of peers that select each other to be in a group, in a cabal, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. And you have, there's some specific things that you have to be and do. Part of it is you have to be a professional entertainer, prof- uh, musician, songwriter, uh, uh, sound engineer, mastering engineer, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a variety, there's levels. And you have to be not, you have to be recommended by two people that are in the industry. Right. That's your on deck. And then once that happens, then the process looks like this. Then I fill out a form saying why I think I should be inside of the recording academy. And then they decide if I should be in the recording academy based on whatever hidden agenda they have. And then once you're in, then you become the voting member. Okay. There, and there's, there's a variety of things inside of the recording academy. Voting member is what I chose to be. How many, how large is the population of people? Well, for the Recording Academy, I think there's 60,000 members, I think. Oh, holy shit. Okay. Total, okay. yeah. Wow. Those are, those are I think, 40 or 60, something like that. Sorry. Could be 40. Um, but they're, we're all voting members, and we all ha- there's in different regions. So California and uh, Colorado, we're paired. Okay. And then there's Northwest, and then there's the Southeast, and, you know, New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So okay, fascinating. Yeah, so one side of of service, right? Going back to is it Lulu White? Yeah. So one of the uh, uh, the, the sort of principles of it is that service can only happen between people, and that in a way you need a community and you need a network of people. Yes. And Lulu White, in offering her service, was she had on the one hand the, the her community of, of women within the brothel. <clears throat> and I imagine some men as well who work there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who are there to provide a service to the community, and then that's their energy is exchanged. Similarly, when you're putting together music or putting together a book, and then in the same way with this, um, with the uh, recording uh, academy. Uh, academy. Now, so let's bring it back to your book in terms of to have the courage. So how do you, how does community and network feed your your ability to to thrive or your ability to to get things done or to realize a goal 
Um, yeah, uh, depends on the goal. And we're all, you know, we're all connected. We're all independent and we're all um, having our experience. And I think what happens is that when you do choose and create your community, they can, they can, hopefully you'll create a community that supports you in some way, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever. And that's, that's, there's so many thoughts in my brain, but, um, I think, I I hope I'm answering your question. Um, we're just talking. I mean, it's like, just run with it. Okay. (laughs) Um, I just, I feel like, I think on some level we're all in service, even if you don't know it, even if you profess that you're not in service, guess what? You're an asshole and you're in service. (laughs) No judgment though, but I'm judging you. (laughs) (laughs) You can't get away from it Um, because that's going to be your experience, right? If you play the bad guy you get to either learn that you're the bad guy or you just keep being the bad guy. And that's, that's your, that's your part, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak. And, you know, you could be a bad guy with one person and a really good guy with somebody else. Sure. There's service there. <laughs> yeah, no, no, for sure. And, and from the perspective of service leadership, that the work and the books and the training that I've done, it's like, yeah. the idea is that, you know, within a network, within a group of people, yeah, um, you can either enhance your service to other, to others, and and that's you know you're you're kind of you're uplifting people around you, but you can also be toxic, sure. and obviously you're kind of ruining the health of the service uh, yeah. or the the network. But I want people to go get courage because it's all about giving in a way, and I want like how about you call to action to people to become badasses. Yes. A, ba- a badass in your in your sense of the word. Let me just center in this. Um, what does that mean for you in your life? You create what that word means. I call people to stand in their own clarity and their own empowerment. And if it's not there, look for it. Be curious evolve yourself and step forward in whatever that is for you. And you will make a difference for somebody. And I think that's my call to action. Please just be clear and step forward. Take action. Glenda in the house. Glenda <laughs> Benavides. I love your name. I can, I can say it forever and ever. I love it. I love Thank it. Thank you. You know, it means good. It means good life. Benavides. Benavides. Shooting it raw? Yes. Shooting it raw.